And this one we're talking about myopia. It's part of a mini-series on refractive errors. Should be riveting. It's brought to you by GP Cool Content. And in the case today, we have Sarah. She's had two months of progressive difficulty in reading at distance. She's had blurring with distance reading, but she has no problems reading close up. And she finds that her vision is worse at the end of the day after she's been working on the computer all day. What's the background of myopia? So you can see in the video, there's a picture here, and basically myopia is when the light converges before the retina, so it's focused in front of the retina. Normally in a healthy eye, the light will be focused right onto the retina itself. It's got a couple of categories, so mild, moderate, severe. Mild is less than three diopters of difference. Moderate is three to six, and severe is more than six diopters of discordance. The causes of myopia mainly are due to an excessively curved cornea or having a long eye and an axial kind of distance. The other diseases associated with myopia are prematurity, Marfan syndrome, Stickler's syndrome, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, or diabetes. And remembering you can have acute myopia, which is where you get sudden onset myopia, and that's mainly due to lens swelling secondary to hyperglycemia in diabetics. What are the key features of history in myopia? That will be having difficulty reading at distance, but no problems at short distances. Near vision is okay. It will be associated with blurring, headache, eye strain, and is typically worse at the end of the day. The key features of examination are that VA may be reduced at distance, but you might be able to correct that. Ferropter will show a diopter disturbance, and retinoscopy, retinoscopy can also give an indication. There's a really good summary of that in orthobook.com. Slit lamp should be normal, and the rest of, rest of phonoscopy should be normal. Basically, a bit about retinoscopy itself. Uh, so basically, it's a way to get an idea of uh, the amount of refractive error present. So you start with one eye, you get your retinoscopy streak, and you shine that into the patient's eye, and you move it from side to side. If that light reflex moves with or against the motion, it'll tell you different things. So light reflex that moves with the motion that you're doing requires plus power in terms of the diopters, and against will require minus power in terms of the diopters. So what you're doing is you're using that with your direct photoscope, and you're basically using different lenses up against the eye. And assuming the refractive error is spherical only, then you can determine what you need to from that. Um, you've also got astigmatism where you've got different planes of refractive error, um, but we'll talk about that in a different podcast, different episode. What are the differentials of gradual onset visual acuity disturbance? So kind of abstracting that out a bit. Um, you know, there's not really a lot that will present as, you know, a difference between near and far vision. But if you're going to abstract it out into gradual onset visual loss, you'd be talking about things like macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy or hypertensive retinopathy, cataracts, uh, astigmatism or retinitis pigmentosa, which, yeah, those last two present a little bit differently, but kind of thrown in there um, with food for thought. 
the investigations in myopia are basically revolving around optometry examination with retinos retinoscopy or photopter. And with those two devices, you can get an idea of the amount of diopters, discordance that you've got, uh, and you get an idea of any astigmatism as well. The management of myopia. We'll keep it fairly high level. We'll talk a little about lasers, because why not? Um, but we'll keep it high level for now. So the basic principles, the key features of management are to refer to optometry. You can use spectacles, contact lenses, or you can do laser surgery such as LASIK. LASIK, MPRK. We'll go into a little bit about the differences between them, but probably not that important in terms of GP knowledge or the KFP exam. Spectacles, you can have spherical or cylindrical lenses, or you can have multifocal lenses. Contact lenses work on the same principle as spectacles, and only tear film separates them from the actual cornea. Uh, and within the context of contact lenses, you have something called uh, orthokeratology, and basically that's using nighttime contact lenses to correct daytime vision using a rigid lens worn at night to distort the cornea. The potential complications of contact lenses include pseudomonas keratitis if you've left them in too long, uh, or they can you know cause a lot of corneal abrasions as well, which may or may not get infected. In terms of your laser treatments, you've got LASIK, that's laser-assisted in situ keratomeliosis. The vision recovery time is said to be about 24 hours, and it's got high rates of patient satisfaction at 95%. So basically what you do with that is you lift a thin flap of the corneal epithelium. Uh, you're taking the epithelium and some stroma layers of cornea you lift that off, use a laser to alter the curvature of the cornea, most commonly flatten it, then replace that flap. It kind of looks like that. LASIK, on the other hand, is subepithelial keratomeliosis. It involves taking a thinner flap of the corneal epithelium, and then basically you're doing the same thing, doing laser on the cornea to kind of flatten it. The hinge flap they is much thinner uh, than in LASIK, and so it lessens the likelihood of removing too much cornea. There's less risk of developing dry eyes afterwards. So you can see there you're basically kind of drowning the front of the eye in booze, which is great. Detaching the epithelium from the underlying tissue, lifting it back, treating the laser, and then replacing it. But remember you've got a thinner cornea layer left at the end of LASIK. PRK, photorefractive keratectomy. Uh, basically, again, you are removing the outer epithelial layer using alcohol solution and a blunt surgical instrument. Um, you're not making a flap in this case, you're basically just removing it using the laser and then basically applying a bandage contact lens over the top to help protect it. As you can see in that picture there, Side effects of laser treatment include blurred vision, over or under correction, eye infection, and dry eyes. 
and in general the complications of myopia itself are that in children it's going to manifest as learning difficulties with effects on education and employment. Severe myopia can, can cause degenerative fundal changes and they're called Forster Fuchs retinal spots and severe myopia can lead to or is associated with increased rates of retinal detachment, glaucoma, cataracts. Remembering as well in the elderly um, you've got driving restriction implications and it's going to be one of your false risks having decreased vision in geriatrics. References as always, um, patient.info I actually really like, it's referenced really well. Motags is always in there and there's a couple available through Access Medicine on the ROCGP website which I like. Colour Atlas of Family Medicine and Vaughan and Ashbury's General Ophthalmology in this case. The questions relating to myopia will be included in the uh, KFP questions and answers in ophthalmology book on iBooks which is available now. It's currently 23 cases and 240 questions and it's increasing all the time as we work through ophthalmology. That's it. Thanks a lot for watching and listening and I'll talk to you soon.